Monday, Yudzayin Cheshvan, Tafshin Ayin Dalit, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Everyone's favorite, Pugi, probably one of the most, probably the most popular, you know, rock group or pop group, I would say, in Israel over the past, I don't know how many decades. Pugi opens up things here on this edition of the Israel Show with Lulu, 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 Lulu. 
My name is Mayor Wang, and thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your day here on the Nahum Siegel Network. We, the Israel Show, we are here every Monday morning immediately, well, I should say every Monday immediately following Jame in the AM, 9 AM Eastern Time, 4 PM Israel Time, so it's either morning or afternoon, depending on where you are, and of course, anywhere else in the world that people are listening, and there are people listening all over, as we know. Um, you can participate in the live broadcast. You can interact with us via our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And we welcome our 125th EA like. Welcome to Hannah. Hannah, Hannah, appreciate your like and the 124 that came before you. Thank you all so much for participating. We post on our Facebook page links to songs that we play, links to articles that we speak about and the videos that we um, feature. Later in the show, we will be featuring a great presentation about, it's a Hasbara presentation, uh, let's call it that. A black South African discusses the lie of Israel being an apartheid state. And we'll post a link to the video. The video is even better than the audio, but we can't play the video on the radio. <laughs> so we'll post the link to that on the uh, Facebook page as well. You can email me, mayor, M-E-I-R, at nachumsegel.com, mayor, M-E-I-R, at nachumsegel, N-A-C-H-U-M, Siegel, S-E-G-A-L, dot com. And, of course, you can podcast. That's a relatively new feature here, thanks to the great Mark Zamek. You can podcast this show. And if you want a link, let me know. Email us, Facebook us, and we'll put the link up again. It's on the Facebook page. We'll send it to you or put it up again so that you can have the uh, show automatically downloaded every time you refresh your podcasts. And the Israel Show is sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. Nefesh Benefesh is the support organization for Olim, and today probably even besides just support. Nefesh Benefesh is there for potential Olim with employment resources, with assistance, uh, uh, dealing with all the governmental agencies, community-based guidance and support, and need-based financial aid, making each person's aliyah as successful as possible. And of course, the charter flights are are legendary, special, specially commissioned El Al flights in which the entire plane is reserved for Olim from the USA. Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, like I like to say, it's made Aliyah an in-thing for Jews in America. If you want detailed information, visit their website, www.nbn, nefesh benefesh, nbn.org.il. The Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, revolutionizing Aliyah. I, get it, I had a chance to meet Rabbi Yehoshua Fess and Tony Gelbard. In fact, they and I were standing around the very same person talking, and that person was General Eliezer Shkedi, and, who is the president of El Al and the uh, CEO of El Al USA, Dani Saadon. We were standing at the spectacular Conference of Presidents 50th anniversary gala that took place last week. What an event. You heard so much about it on JM in the AM. Nachum Siegel had a central role and was recognized at the end in a very, very beautiful way, as he and uh, one other person, as Malcolm Holmline called them, his radio family were called up to be on stage. 
and that is a well-deserved honor in front of an amazing uh, crowd, some of the most influential people in the Jewish world and in the world at large. We promised you, and we're going to fulfill. Yehoram Gaon just released a new single. It's part of an album that he's working on with Amir Benayun. These are songs composed and written by Amir Benayun, and Yehoram Gaon is singing them. This one is called Rak Tov Bishvilech, only the best for you. And we think so as well. So we're going to play Yehoram Gaon, brand new, debuting on The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. אני מביט מהחלון ונזכר שוב כמה שאת יפה שלך ועיניי אל השמיים שמח בך ארץ עייפה אוהב לסוח בשדותייך להביט בך עוד ועוד ולנשום את רוח האדמה רוצה תמיד שלום עלייך, על בנייך, על בנותייך, מכל הלב והנשמה. רוצה רק טוב בשבילך, רוצה רק טוב בשבילך, רוצה שתהיי שמחה ושלמה ושתשמיעי את הבוקר שוב מאיר, אני מביט מהחלון ומבקש שיאיר לי גם מחר ויראה שלום עלייך, על בנייך, על בנותייך שאזכה ליום המאושר רוצה רק טוב בשבילך רוצה רק טוב בשבילך רוצה שתהיי Amir Ben-Ayun composed and wrote, Yehoram Gaon sings off of a new album that they're working on together. And we debuted it here on the Israel show. That was Rak Tov Bishvilech. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We are here on the Nachum Siegel Network, as we are 
live every Monday immediately following JM and the AM, and of course, anytime you want, on demand, as it's called, via podcasts, or the website, nachumsegel.com, or the iPod app, or the Android app. There's so many ways to tune us in. Just listen and enjoy. In a little bit, we'll get to um, some Shlomo Kalbach covers, as recorded by Israeli musicians, Israeli artists, in uh, commemoration of the yard site of Rub Shlomo Kalbach. I mentioned yesterday to, uh, to Nachum that um, we speak so much about the yard site of Rub Shlomo and we play his music. But on that very same day is also the yard site of Harav Meir Kahana Hashem Yikom Demo, who was uh, killed Al Kiddush Hashem here in New York. And I remember the minute hearing it on the news and calling Nachum and sharing the sad news with him. And you know what? That was the beginning of what we now know as the Al-Qaeda terrorism in the United States culminating in the 9-11 attack. The person who shot Rabbi Meir Kahana was part of that evolving group. So we remember, of course, today the great Rabbi Meir Kahana, whose yurt site was also yesterday. Um, having trouble posting on the Facebook page, so you'll have to bear with us. Israel and the Hamas are having a uh, very dangerous cat and mouse game around what I've called the terror tunnels. The Hamas which uh, controls Aza, the terrorist organization that controls Aza, continuously, constantly strives to kidnap an Israeli soldier or civilian, just like they did Gilad Shalit, for the same reason, to hold on to this person and bargain for their safe return to Israel, knowing the sensitivity in Israel and how the Israeli public will ultimately pressure the government to cave, and as in the case of Gilad Shalit, release over a thousand terrorists to get back this one Israeli. And so they keep trying. And it's interesting that Israel having set now this precedent over time, and it was not Bibi Netanyahu who did it first, it was Yitzhak Rabin that did it first way back when, in what was known as the Jabril Rajub deal of returning thousands of terrorists to um, thousands of terrorists to uh, to the Arab uh, terror organizations, and so what they've done now because they were having so much difficulties, they've dug tunnels from Aza into Israel. These are not just tunnels. We spoke about it last week because last Sunday one of them was discovered. Later in the week another one was discovered. These are almost underground cities. They're huge. The one that was discovered last Sunday was, as we mentioned, over a mile long. Amazing. And it was uh, reinforced with concrete. Some of the concrete was concrete that Israel itself gave to the Hamas for humanitarian persons purposes for construction of homes and so forth. Of course, Hamas used it 
for these terror tunnels, electricity, phone lines, communications equipment. The tunnel was large enough for two people at some places to stand side by side, and anybody, almost anybody, maybe not Nachum Siegel, but almost anybody, to stand in the tunnel. Five terror tunnels were discovered in the last 10 years from Aza into Israel, three in the past year, and as we mentioned, two in the past week. Now what Hamas does, the strategy on both sides is amazing. What Hamas does is they dig this tunnel, they pour millions and millions of dollars into it, and years of manpower hours. It took, in fact, over two years to dig the big tunnel that was discovered last week. Millions of dollars that they're getting in aid from uh, different, especially European countries, that are supposed to be used to feed their population and to help them create jobs and industry. These millions of dollars are being poured into these tunnels, these terror tunnels. So they dig these tunnels. They have engineers. They have air conditioning experts, electrical experts, construction engineers, a whole team, team and team and team of experts who help them dig these tunnels. And they dig it all the way, just, just, just until the end, and just leave the last part undug, if you will, waiting for the right timing when they want to carry out this terror operation. Because they know that if they would obviously dig up and uncover the hole, it would be very hard to keep it secret, and the Israeli army would find it and, uh, and close it down. Now, the Israeli army, from their standpoint, constantly on the lookout. It's very hard to find these tunnels, even with the latest equipment that America has given Israel to try and detect these underground tunnels. It's very, very hard to find them, and they have to keep a very careful eye out. And what happens is when they believe that they've detected the tunnel, the Israel Defense Forces has to play it very, very carefully because they know that the Hamas can just see over the border they have eyes on what's going on, and they carefully monitor the area at the end of where the tunnel is to make sure that the Israel Defense Forces haven't uncovered it. And if they suspect that Sahal has figured out that there's a tunnel there, they're going to quickly get all their people out of the tunnel and in some cases explode their end of the tunnel so that the Israelis can't figure out where the tunnel originated and take some military action. But there's a greater fear, the fear that they will booby-trap the entrance of the tunnel. If, they, if the Hamas figures out that Israel has come across it, has revealed where the tunnel is, they'll booby-trap it. And so Israel can't even easily go into the tunnel that it has an idea or has figured out is in a certain place. And Israel carefully digs a little hole, sends in a robot, sometimes sends in the canine unit, in order to make sure that there are no booby trap bombs. Just amazing that once you discover the tunnel, you still have to be careful because the Hamas might have booby trapped the entrance and go and kill some of the Israeli soldiers. And so the searching has to be low profile so that the Hamas can't figure out where Sahal is looking around. And once 
Sahal believes that they have found the opening of a tunnel, they still have to be very careful. And in some cases, and possibly the case before us of last week, the major tunnel, which took about two years, we say, to, to dig, was over a mile long. The Israeli army might have known about it before. And in genius strategy, they don't do anything about it. They figure, hey, let them continue digging. Let them invest more and more of their money and waste more and more of their time on a tunnel that ultimately we know is there. And when they reach what they consider the current endpoint, we, the Israelis, will go in and shut down the tunnel. So it's brilliant. Israel might know of the tunnel's existence months and months ago. And let the Hamas have to, have to be, the, the, the Tzahal has to be very careful not to give off any sort of indication in the area where the tunnel's being dug, or at the end of it, the proposed end, not to give any indication that they are aware of it. But they will wait it out let Hamas invest all their money, let Hamas put more manpower in, keep them busy, and then as they reach the end, then Sahal goes and opens it up. It's, it, the, the strategy, the cat and mouse game is just, it's frightening though. It's amazing and frightening. And said that um, this is the way we have to live. That is some of the... Uh, information gleaned from this uh, weekend's newspapers, Israeli papers, on the tunnels, the terror tunnels of the Hamas. You're tuned to The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We're on the Nahum Siegel Network. We're going to bring you some Shlomo Kalbach songs, compositions, as performed or covered, as we like to say, by Israeli artists. This one is Laman Achai a classic done by Kobe Oz. We're going to post a link to a performance, a live performance, of this song by Kobe Oz as he is joined by Shuli Rand. Now, Shuli Rand is a, a Baal Tshuva, Choser B'Tshuva, an artist in Israel, a singing artist and an actor. He was the star of the movie Ushbizin. For those who saw it, you'll recognize him. And Kobe Oz is uh, what they call in Israel a secular Jew. And they are doing a duet of Rabbi Shlomo's Laman Achai in this video. We're going to post the link to it on our Facebook page. So you see Shuli Rand with a big Hasidic hat and a kapota, beard and peyot, and kobios, no kippah, singing songs of Rabbi Shlomo. I tend to think that it would make Rabbi Shlomo smile. Here it is, Kobe Oz, off of his album, Mizmorim no Safim. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
with a great Kalbach classic. Uh, and I thank listener David, who emailed with a uh, correction. Yesterday was the yard site of Rav Shlomo Kalbach. The yard site of Rabbi Meir Kahana Hashem Yikom Demo is tonight and tomorrow, Yud Chet Cheshvan, two days 
apart, different years, but two days apart. Thank you so much. And if you'd like to uh, interact with us, you can send us an email, mayor, M-E-I-R, at nachumsiegel.com, or via the Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. In our Meir Milim segment, we shed light on a word or phrase in the Hebrew language. The segment is inspired by the Galeit Sahal radio segments of Dr. Absalom Kor and informed by the teachings of Dr. Lior Gottlieb. Here's this week's installment. During the post-Oslo terror war of the 1990s, the Arabs carried out a string of terror attacks. Here's one of the many news reports from that time. In modern Hebrew, a pigua is an attack. Here, listen again. Ha-pigua. On one hand, pigua is not a surprising choice for attack. When David Amelech, King David, orders someone to be killed, we read, Vayikra David la'achad mehana'arim, David calls over a soldier. Vayomeri tells him, Gash, go, pegabo. Pega him, that person. And how are those orders carried out? The pasuk continues, Vayakehu, Vayamot, the soldier, hits him, attacks him, and he dies. Pega, it seems, is a rather nasty word. Attack, strike, hit. Yet, many times we find the very same word, pega, in a very benign meaning. For example, Avraham wants to buy a gravesite for Sarah. He asks the locals, Shimauni ufiguli be'efron ben Sochar. Please listen to my request and be pogea for me, a person named Ephron, so that Ephron could give him he hoped, Ma'arat Was Avraham asking that Ephron be attacked or killed? No way. In fact, Ephron and Avraham proceed to have a bizarro, bizarre-like Middle Eastern negotiations. Another example. We're told that Yaakov, on his escape from Esav, arrives at a place, Vayivga Bamakom. He is Pogea, that place, Vayalensham, and sleeps there. What or whom did Jacob attack? Clearly, the word has more than one meaning. The first, as we've seen, is to attack or hit, livgoa. The second is a bit harder to nail down. So to try and figure this out, let's look at another word, pagash. Livgosh, the well-known and current Hebrew meaning, is to meet. In modern Hebrew, a meeting, an appointment, is a pkisha. When Aaron ventures out to meet Moshe, we read, Vayelech, Vayifkeshehu, Behar HaElokim. Vayifkeshehu, Pagash. He meets him at Har HaElokim. So, Pagash means to meet, right? Yet, in Hosea, when God gets angry with us, we hear a mashal, a parable, describing God as various attack animals, ready to hurt his people. Va'ehilahem, I was to them, I became, Kemoshachal, Kinamer, al God says, I became like a lion, like a leopard, I lurk alongside the road. Evgeshem, there's that word. Evgeshem, Kedov Shakul, Va'ekras, Segor Libam. Evgeshem, I attack them, 
like a bear, an angry bear who has been robbed of her cubs. From the context, it's clear that ef geshem doesn't mean I'll meet them, but rather I'll attack them. So what's going on here? Everything seems topsy-turvy. Pagad doesn't always mean attacked, and pagash doesn't always mean met. Yes, that's it. Pagash and paga can actually both mean attack, and both also mean meet. The primary use of pagash is to meet, but as we've seen in biblical Hebrew, pagash can also be attack. And although paga means attacked in Tanakh, it also means met. So when Avraham says, Ufiguli be'efron ben Sochar, he's saying, please arrange for me to meet with Ephron. And Vaivgaba Makom, when Yaakov arrives at a certain place, he and that specific spot are meeting each other. And if we think about it, it makes sense. For example, when kids play in the yard and their ball smashes through a window, the ball hits the window, attacks it, if you will. Hakadur paga bachalon. But if we break it down, what really happened? The ball and the window met. Nifgeshu. When two things hit each other, pogim, they do so in a violent meeting, pigisha. And so it's not far-fetched that hit and meet, pagash and paga, are interchangeable. And we'll end off with this. What's the Hebrew word for the bumper on your car? You know, the piece at the front and the back that reduces collision damage? The word in modern Hebrew is pagosh. Bumper to bumper, pagosh el pagosh. Ah, the brilliance. When cars collide, the bumpers meet, nifkashim. But if the car is speeding, the bumpers strike each other. Also, nifkashim, hence Pagosh. Paga, pagash, livgoa, livgosh. Both words mean to attack, and both words also mean to meet. And until next time we meet, that's this week's installment of the Meir Milim segment. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
excuse me, Adelia Berlin with uh, singing of Shlomo's Ana Hashem here on the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Before we debuted um, Yehoram Gaon's latest song, now we're going to debut something from the Gruvatron, which is a play on words of the uh, Israeli singing group, the Gevatron. And this is very cool. I just heard it. It's a brand new, just released. The name of this one's called Gospel Liush. Desperation gospel, meaning here is an antidote to desperation. It's actually a very spiritual Jewish tune. Uh, not the tune. The words are very spiritual and Jewish, and the tune is great. I hope you'll like it. We're debuting it here. My name is Mayor Weingarten. This is The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. I was in the city of Hallelujah, hallelujah, 
I love it. The words are great. They're almost, almost Poogie-esque, I would say. Uh, we'll try and uh, remember to uh, print them out, review them, and maybe we'll discuss them at a future edition of the Israel Show. I'm um, going to bring you the audio of a really excellent piece, which uh, is part of uh, something called Prager University. Dennis Prager, radio talk show host, uh, puts out twice a month short five-minute videos bringing his uh, perspective, and I think a very good perspective, on different issues, political, spiritual, life, everything. I believe the website is PragerU.com. We're having trouble posting on Facebook this morning. I don't know why. We're Whatever we don't get to post, we'll post later. But this is a recently released um, video, YouTube video, called The Black South African, Israel and Apartheid. And uh, this is a, uh, a black member of the South African Parliament who, um, his name is Kenneth Mesho, and he explains why the charge that Israel is an apartheid state is a malicious lie. And who better to answer this question than someone who lived in a real apartheid state? So, we're going to share with you this uh, audio. It's uh, a little more than five minutes, but very good. It's a compelling, compelling piece of Hasbara, of pro-Israel information. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Here it is on The Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. There is a widespread allegation, really a slender, that Israel is an apartheid state. That notion is simply wrong. It is inaccurate and it is malicious. And it will not help to promote peace and harmony in the Middle East. Its only purpose is to demonize Israel and to isolate her in an attempt to delegitimize Israel's existence. And because it is so inaccurate, it betrays the memory of those who suffered through a real apartheid. As a black South African who was born under apartheid, in the administrative capital of South Africa, Pretoria, I know what apartheid is. I've experienced it. My parents experienced it. But having been to Israel on a number of occasions, I know that nothing is happening in that country that I've either seen or read that can be compared to apartheid in South Africa. Let's remember the major reason Nelson Mandela went to prison why he was involved with arms struggle. He was fighting for the right to vote, for the right to choose the leaders who believes in, for the right to move and travel freely, to live wherever one wants, to be educated and to be admitted to the hospital or medical facility of your choice. All these things Mandela fought for because black people never enjoyed any of them in their very own country. For example, when I had to see a white doctor, a white doctor who was prepared to have black patients, 
I would have to go to a back room, a specially segregated room where black patients of white doctors went. We could never enter through the same door that was used by white people. Now compare that to Israel. A few years ago, a black pastor friend of mine went to Israel where he had an accident and had to be hospitalized. When he came back to South Africa, he said to as many people as he could that the people who are talking about apartheid in Israel are talking nonsense. When I was in that hospital in Israel, he tells people, on my right was sleeping a Jew, and on my left was a Palestinian Muslim. And in between that Palestinian Muslim and that Jew was this black South African. In private, the Palestinians he was with in the hospital said to him, this Israel is an apartheid state thing, is what politicians are saying. It is not what we are experiencing on the ground. We all need to recognize that those who say that what is happening in Israel is like apartheid South Africa are minimizing the suffering that black South Africans endured. They are taking the sting out of the pain that we suffered in South Africa. If South African apartheid was what people are seeing in Israel, there would never have been any need for an armed struggle. There would never have been any need for Nelson Mandela to go to prison because he would have all the rights Arabs in Israel have. There are judges in the Israel courts who are not Jewish by birth. In apartheid South Africa, you could never have had something like that. You have teachers who are not Jewish, who are teaching Jewish children. These non-Jews in Israel have everything that we non-whites in apartheid South Africa never shared with white South Africans. Most South Africans know this. They know that to call Israel an apartheid state is false. That what we suffered in South Africa is not being suffered by anybody in Israel. But to those South Africans who believe these falsehoods about Israel, we say, go to Israel. Go and see for yourself. Tell us where you see Palestinians having to endure what we endured during apartheid. As a member of the South African parliament, and in the name of millions of my fellow black citizens of that country, we know what apartheid really was. And I therefore ask those in the United States, Europe, and anywhere else in the world who charge Israel with practicing apartheid to please stop doing so. You are damaging the truth. You are damaging any chance for peace in the Middle East. And most of all, you are destroying the memory of the real apartheid. The charge that Israel is an apartheid state is a lie about the real Israel, and it is a lie about the real apartheid. I am Kenneth Mishwe, a member of the South African Parliament for Prager University.
Yonatan Rizal with the beautiful rendition of Rav Shlomo Kalbach's Zochreinu L'chaim. We played um, three Israeli covers of Rav Shlomo's songs. Lama'an Achai Verayai of Kobi Oz, Ana Hashem of Odelia Berlin, and just now, Yonatan Rizal with Zochreinu L'chaim, Rav Shlomo touched, I think, all communities around the world and in Israel. And in Israel, he was able to touch because Israelis know Hebrew, because they can connect with their tradition, even if they are not observant. Rav Shlomo touched many, many tens, if not hundreds of thousands of what we'd call secular Jews. Um, Before we close out, I do want to mention that this past Saturday night, Rabbi Abraham Zuckerman passed away at the age of 98. Who is Rabbi Abraham Zuckerman? He was one of the most senior and respected figures in the Lumidati movement, and the national religious movement. He founded the first Bnei Akiva Yeshiva together with Harav Moshe Tzvi Nerya, Zichron Olevarcha, and Kfar Haroeh. And Rabbi Zuckerman was the founder of the Yeshivot Bnei Akiva network, which consists currently of 60 schools around the country, including Yeshivot Hezder, Yeshivot Tichoniot, Yeshiva High School, seminaries for women, with 20,000 pupils and 60,000 graduates, a man who made a huge, huge difference to the people of Israel and the state of Israel. So we remember him, Rabbi Abraham Zuckerman, who passed away this Motzei Shabbat at the age of 98. We'll end off with uh, the Idan Raichel project, Din Din Aviv with Im Teilech. I believe the Idan Raichel project is performing, Rachel is performing in uh, the United States around this time. Great musician. And we'll close out with that. Not before we uh, thank you so much for listening and thanks to all of you for your Facebook likes and comments. By the way, Facebook is down. It's not allowing posts. How did I find out about it? I was so frustrated. I was trying to post the whole show, and I only got one in, and the rest I didn't. The Israeli newspaper, Yisrael Hayom, somehow got a post in saying that Facebook is having a major problem. 
I wonder if it's in solidarity with the Obamacare websites. Anyway, we'll post uh, the links that we're missing. We'll post them later on in the day when things are back up. But we thank you for your Facebook likes, your comments, your interaction. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. My very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Stay tuned for Tech Talk with Michael Fragan immediately following us on the stream at NachumSiegel.com. And after that, a great Music Monday mix all day. Until next Monday, following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Oh, my God.